Marhaba, and welcome to the Matrix Green Pill, where real people connect. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Matrix Green Pill podcast. I'm Namita and today I'm joined by a very special guest who will shed light upon some of the most important food security and sustainable supply chain issues we are facing today. Elise Kaaf is the co-founder and CEO of Right Farm, a startup disrupting the food value chain in the region. Right Farm is a B2B e-commerce and supply chain company sourcing food directly from farmers for food service businesses. Let's hear from the man behind this incredible venture. Hi Ali, welcome and thank you so much for joining us today. Hi Namita, thank you. I appreciate your time and having me on the podcast. Okay, Ali, so some of our listeners will definitely already know your story, but for those who don't, can you please introduce yourself? Sure, my name is Ali. Grew up uh, in the UAE and Abu Dhabi specifically, so uh, I consider uh, the UAE my home. Like you said, I'm the co-founder and CEO of Right Farm. We've been working on Right Farm for a year. Awesome team and awesome traction, trying to solve uh, really tough and sort of inefficient and messy food supply chain challenges, not only in the UAE but in the region as well. Awesome. Can you please elaborate more on the offerings by Right Farm and what is the process like? In simplest terms, we're a, a technology company that's focused on food distribution and particularly fresh produce. And so what we realized or how Right Farm came about was in us talking to restaurants uh, in the UAE, all sizes, all cuisine types, we realized that they share very common and major pain points in the way they source fresh produce and in the way that fresh produce is delivered and used in their commercial kitchens. And so we tackled that those major pain points head on since uh, October of last year. And we've been doing pretty well. Our customers are happy. Our retention rates are high. And most importantly, we're also addressing challenges when it comes to food waste, sustainability, carbon emissions, we are procuring locally from farms here in the UAE. There's a lot of value being created at every touch point that Right Farm is involved from post-harvest of produce all the way to a commercial kitchen. That's really incredible. Ellie, as prices of raw materials have increased and we keep hearing about inflation, how is this impacting the FMCG industry in general? I think it's impacting all industries, right? Everything is uh, correlated. However, the great thing about the food sector is that people don't stop eating. Prices are high, maybe people eat less, etc. But uh, food and I think medicine are the two things that really don't slow down that aggressively in consumption whenever there are crises or shortages. Now, when it comes to shortages, obviously, some countries are affected, whether it's uh, because of geopolitical conflicts or even supply chain disruptions from COVID and, and post-COVID. And that's Right Farm is here, right? To secure not only your local sourcing channels for food, but also your global supply chain network. So we source from farms here in the UAE, from farms in Egypt, Turkey, etc. So uh, securing that supply chain and making sure as much as possible that supply of food is uninterrupted is super important in these times. So Ellie, you spoke about Right Farm's waste management strategy. Can you just tell us a bit more about that? Sure. So what we've been trying to do at Right Farm with our partner farms, as well as with our partner customers and internally when tackling food wastage, is sort of a holistic approach. First, what we try to do is prevent that wastage from via launching imperfect produce, for example, where we buy fresh produce that otherwise would have been wasted or thrown out because it's unsellable, if, if that's a word. So we take that on at a fraction of the cost and sell it to our customers at a fraction of the price. Uh, depending on their use case, right? Not everyone can uh, present a dish with an imperfect tomato, for example, but there are use cases where you can use that tomato, even if the size or shape is uh, unusual, let's say. That's the first line of defense. And then what we do with a couple of partnerships that we start with uh, 
some startups here in the UAE is once that food wastage occurs across the uh, supply chain, whether it's with us internally or with our customers or even beginning at the farm, we collect that food waste. We send it off to these partners that we have, and they do two things. It's all about closing that loop and contributing towards a circular economy, right? So they take that food waste and either they transform it into compost to give back to farms for the soil, or they transform it into protein, which then is sold back to farms that have livestock, right, as food for livestock. Essentially, what we're trying to do is, is making sure that wherever we're operating in the value chain, there is an address of food wastage across that chain. Interesting. This is super early. And I know now how Right Farm is doing its bit in minimizing the larger, the food security issues and the challenges that we're facing today. But according to you, what role can this region or the businesses in the GCC for that matter play to find sustainable solutions to either tackle or minimize food security issues? Sure. I think we've seen both the government and private sector start focusing, particularly in the GCC, in two areas. One is agriculture and agri-tech, enabling farms to optimize yield and uh, make sure that a lot of things that we can at least attempt to grow here can grow successfully. And that happens with tech enablement of these farms. And then also a lot of investments happening in logistics. I think both those two elements contribute to food security because on one hand, you're developing and promoting local farming. And then on the other, you're making sure that whatever you can't grow here, and we're, start, we're talking about fresh produce, whatever you can't grow here, at least your logistics and your supply chain are optimized, smoother, uninterrupted, etc. And those two areas are major factors. One of them alone is not going to cut it. Right? We can't grow everything here, no matter how hard we try, maybe one day in the future and when the tech allows. But for now, not everything grows here. And so we need to make sure that our reliance on imports is secured. And then also we do as much as we can on the local farming side. Great advice there. Kelly, being a startup entrepreneur, what challenges did you face during the initial stages of setting up your business? Oh, I would have to write a book on that. I don't know how I, I can answer that question in little time. I feel fortunate to have been successful at was the hiring of the team. Very early on, it's very difficult to really make people believe in your vision, right? Especially when you're starting out with nothing really to show for it except uh, words and a few papers. Convincing people of your vision, showing your passion and having the best people you can have early on in your uh, startup phase is super critical. And uh, I feel very fortunate that we have a team like we do at uh, Tried Farm. It makes uh, everything else so much easier. Absolutely. Teamwork is so important. And well said, I'm sure your team is also set looking up to you as an inspiration. And yes, yeah, it is teamwork at the end. So well said. Being an e-grocery platform, can you throw some light on how sustainability plays a role in logistics? Our mandate at Right Farm overall is to connect our demand with global farming network. And it starts locally. You go local first and then global once your scale allows. By doing that, we make sure that wherever there's an opportunity for us to either convince or provide local produce to a customer of ours, we make sure we do that. And so that helps in reducing food miles. Because remember, avocados come from Latin America or from Africa, and it takes a long time for produce to get shipped and obviously resulting in wastage along the way. By the time it arrives here, you have to make sure that you deliver it as fast as possible, minding the shelf life. We've been successful at promoting local produce. 25% of our sales are from local farms, which is amazing considering that we import 90% of our uh, fruits and vegetables here in the UAE. And that's helps a lot in reducing those food miles. 
And we work towards that and we're aligned with the uh, net zero strategy and, and target for the UAE. Recently, you guys managed to raise $2.8 million seed funding. How will this impact the future developments and expansion plans for Right Farm? A big focus for Right Farm is on tech. Tech is going to be a major contributor to two things. One, optimization of our entire operation which uh, trickles down, obviously, to the farms and, and to our customers, but also will allow us to scale efficiently and rapidly. A lot of the funding is going into technology, so building our team and building our product, continuing to maintain that product and, and uplifting it via Ajami, our CTO and co-founder and his team. Also, obviously, a part of the money is being used for ops expansion, so we've expanded across uh, the UAE, all seven Emirates and the Lain, and we're eyeing Saudi next, hopefully sometime soon. You did speak a bit about the future for Right Farm, but can you tell us a bit more about where do you see Right Farm in the next two years? One thing to note about the food value chain is that it's market agnostic. And those challenges that exist here exist in Saudi, exist in Colombia, exist in India, etc. Few variances in the challenges. Maybe some markets have additional challenges on top of that. Maybe logistics, for example. The challenges are market agnostic. And so Right Farm is a regional play for now and maybe one day a, a global one. But essentially, our vision is to make sure that any customer we have, any demand that Right Farm wants to procure on the fresh produce side is procured from a farm, be it a local one, a regional one, or a global one. What would be your recommendation to young entrepreneurs regarding integrating sustainability into their businesses? That's a great question. Let me try to answer it this way, given the timing of the question, sort of the macroeconomic situation we have now. We've been on a run for so long and will continue to be on a run where a lot of investors fund businesses that turn out to be not sustainable at their core as a model. And we're seeing that with conversations with investors right now. They're looking at business models that have a clear path to profitability, that don't burn a lot of uh, cash. So my advice would be to focus on that aspect of the business model. Make sure that what you're doing has a very solid value proposition towards your customer. And you don't need to convince them that hard, either by throwing money at the problem or throwing people at the problem, but rather really have a solid pain point and challenge that you're tackling for a big segment of the market and going along with that and making sure that your unit economics are always optimized, that you have enough runway to last you a while. That would be my advice. Focus on more sustainable business models that make sense economically and that really add value to your network, be it on the supplier side or on the customer side. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm sure a lot of young entrepreneurs out there are going to be so inspired by your story and these valuable tips. Ellie, now we have come to the segment of our show where we are going to ask you a couple of rapid fire questions. That's our version of a game show. So they're just these four questions and you need to answer whatever first comes to your mind. So are you ready? Let's go. Let's start. What is your go-to comfort food? Oh, wow. Uh, Manaish, I think. Weekends in or weekends out? Definitely in, but my wife will hate me if she hears it. Favorite holiday destination? The beach, somewhere on the beach. And the last one, favorite life code or favorite book you can choose? That I have so many favorite books, so maybe I'll take a quote that I recently shared with the team. Let me just read it out so that I don't butcher it. Sure. So this was a uh, 
Kobe Bryant interview when he was asked about his Mamba mentality. I'm not sure if you or your listeners are familiar with Kobe Bryant, but he was an amazing basketball player and he had this Mamba mentality that he used to live by, right? What does that mean? He said it's all about focusing on the process and trusting in the hard work when it matters most. It's super relevant, not only in these times, but as a motto. Ali, before we wrap up, we have come to the green pill moment section now and here's your green pill question what was your green pill moment the action or event that was the turning point for you or your career i'll touch on my career just because it's interesting it's a green pill my answer is going to be a bit green for those that know so i think the turning point in my career was when i joined kareem obviously their brand is green that's why i mentioned that but um, i think that was a turning point for sure it was my first entry into the startup and then tech sort of world coming from a consulting and a pharma background, super corporate. It was very eye-opening. I learned a lot from that experience and I owe a lot of where I am today and Right Farm to my experience at Kareem, whether it was the work that was being done, whether it was the values that we had for Kareem, whether it was the impact we were creating across the region and obviously the people that I worked with. I learned so much. It was an amazing experience. One last thing I would say is that Mudassir, the CEO and founder, a co-founder of Kareem and the other co-founders, but particularly Mudassir because I interacted with him the most, is a one-of-a-kind person. There are not too many Mudassirs out there. Oh, nice. Thank you, Ellie. Thank you for sharing your fantastic and inspiring story with us today. And I'm sure our audience will thoroughly enjoy this conversation as much as I have. So thank you. Thank you, Namita. I appreciate it. Okay, so before we say goodbye, can you tell our listeners where they can find and follow you? Of course, rightfarm.com would be the first place I would suggest. I'm available on LinkedIn, so do reach out. And on Twitter, EJSCAF. And yeah, Rightfarm, you can, you can check us out on our website, on LinkedIn, and on Twitter as well. Amazing. Thank you so much. We're going to put this in the show notes as well. So thank you again for joining us today and wish you all the very best. Thank you, Namita. Have a great day. If you enjoy our conversations, please like and subscribe. See you next Wednesday.